Hello, everyone. Welcome back, and thank you for joining us on the Live Unreal with Glover U podcast, where every week, Jeff Glover and his coaches will dive deep into questions that you are asking. They understand the challenges you are facing on a day-to-day basis and still work every day on the front lines of real estate, with Jeff and his team closing over a 1,000 homes per year. In today's episode, William and Sarah Huffman take the stage during the March 2021 Live Unreal Summit to discuss their journey in real estate. They share the incredible story of how they turned their business into a profitable one, which allowed them to start living an unreal life. Now, let's hear from Jeff Clever. In a moment, I'm going to bring up um, two great producers from the state of Minnesota, and um, the first person in this pairing um, actually had attended our summit, the first one we did in Orlando, last January. And I remember this gentleman from the half-day session, back when we could do big half-day sessions, um, you know, I think he was sitting in, in one of the back right tables and kind of half in, half out, and it's like, all right, is this, is this guy, you know, really serious about building his business? And I'll let you... I'll let him tell the story and, and um, his wife tell the story in just a bit. But one thing that was really cool is we had, you know, because again, we scour social media for people that are using our hashtags so we can reward and, and giveaways and all that stuff. And one thing that was really cool is we had stumbled across this, across this video. And, um, you know, I, I've been paying attention to their business the last year and, I, and they're working with uh, one of our great coaches. And, and so I, I have some pretty intimate details and intimate knowledge of, of their business. And actually, we got to spend a whole day with their team. And um, we found this video last year. And it's like, you know what? That, that's cool. And this, the, this couple is deserving uh, of, of this interview. So if you have that video, could you please show that on the video board, please? Hey, everybody. William here. <clears throat> and uh, earlier, I did a video just standing in this exact spot where I was, like, dancing and stuff. And... Nobody in here right now, but today I've had the real pleasure of sitting in this room and um, just soaking in a lot of knowledge. And it's been uh, one of the better conferences I've ever been to, to be quite honest, especially when it's real estate specific. Um, I love the Rachel Hollis one that I went to, but this one is called Glover U. Um, and it's a uh, it's just been a lot of really, really good, hard-hitting information, a lot of nuts and bolts, um, a lot of truths were spoken. Um, it wasn't a lot of smoke and mirrors. It was like, here are the numbers. This is what we do. This is how it works for us. Like, this is the step-by-step. And that's really refreshing in this industry because people tend to think that what they do is so special and magical and they have to protect it and keep it. Um, but in this room, it was very sharing and giving and uplifting and collaborating. So I, I just found it to be extremely um, useful knowledge. Um, but this was just a, I'm, I'm really happy I attended this and I do believe it's um, just, it just, I'm not, it's not like I'm, 
it's not like, oh my gosh, I'm having a, a ton of aha moments as they call them. Like, oh man, I never thought of that before. But it's those little nuggets that just help you take something to the next level. And that's what you always need to be doing as a human being, just trying to take yourself to the next level and just always trying to improve. Not saying you're not perfect the way you are. You are, you're absolutely perfect where you are right now. But never stop trying to improve. And that's what this, this has been today. Um, you know, there was 500 and some people in here. <clears throat> and right now it's just me, just kind of, there's just so much information here that I just want to make sure I keep as much of it as I can and I share as much as I can. So, one last thing is um, I've, I've, I love coaching, I love mentoring, I love trying to help people, um, I love sharing. And <clears throat> I, I set a goal for myself recently that I, I wanna be on a stage one of these days. I wanna be on a stage like that one day. I wanna be up there talking to everybody out here. And it's gonna happen. I'm getting all choked up right now. Woof. So, just one step closer to that. I don't know why it's so emotional, but it is. So, okay. Well, whew, suck it up, Buttercup. Um, good day. All right, love you all. I'm out. Deuce. All right. Join me in welcoming William and Sarah Huffman to the stage, please. I want to hug you guys. <laughs> it's not the right. We're thing. green. We're Do you green. have your stickers on? Okay. Yes, yeah. sir, we're, absolutely. <laughs> well, thank you for being here. Thank um, you. I, if it's okay with you, I, I actually want you to share the story of that, that half day session. Uh, I, I don't remember, Maple, somewhere around Maple Grove, maybe, wherever we were at. Um, that, that's really when we first met. And then that led to, you know, of course, you guys getting involved at a deeper level. And so. I know you love to talk. And yeah, I oh, yeah. Talk, so they're done with me talking. Take it away. <laughs> well, no, it was, I was, uh, you know, we're, we were being recruited, and some, somebody said, hey, come listen to this guy talk. He's really, really good. And I heard free lunch, so I showed up. And uh, we're real estate agents, right? Free lunch, let's go. That's what I have to do to get people to come. Yeah, up. absolutely. And Jeff's up there with one of his, okay, turn to a fresh page, uh, number one, all right, and, uh, and had his 22 or 37 or whatever it is list. And then he's like, well, if you, uh, and I got to tell you, at this point in time, which was just uh, 14 months ago, uh, we, we were going through some tough financial times, like we didn't have uh, two nickels rubbed together. And, uh, sorry guys, we'll get through this, suck it up, buttercup. All right. And uh, Jeff goes, register to win uh, a trip down to my thing here. And I'm like, all right. I'm like, he's given some pretty good content. I actually, Jessica Holton, one of my team members was with me. And I, and I had this really weird hippie moment. I'm like, I'm, I'm gonna win this damn, darn thing. I can't curse, I read the contract. Um, I, I, I'm gonna win this thing. Like, I, I do not, I'm, I'm gonna put this on my credit card that I don't really have the money to pay for if I don't go for, cause, but, I, <laughs> yeah. I'm live a frugal life, right? And, um, and I won. I, I mean, they, she drew my name and I like, I had to tell my wife that I have, we have no money and I'm going to a conference that I won and um, 
yeah, that was it. And then uh, it, 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 was, it, was a, it was a good session. I get it. And I really did enjoy the content there. And uh, at the beginning, you're right, I was skeptical because yeah, I was just like... Because that's Will. Yeah, yeah, that's me. Thank you. And, um, but I, I, it, was a, it was a catalyst for a, a life-changing moment. And it was a pretty spectacular thing. Awesome. Well, we're glad you're here. Yes. So let's talk about your business for a minute. Um, how, have you, were you in business before? How, how did you end up, you know, obviously we all can tell you're married by the, yeah. person, the last name there, but how did that come about? So I actually, uh, six years ago on Saturday is when I passed my real estate license. Um, it just packed up. I'm, I'm kind of a social media junkie, so I put everything on there. So six years ago, I'm, I didn't say the other word. Six years ago um, on Saturday, I, I was licensed. And um, I, I, I joined a team, and I worked with them for about a year and a half. My wife at the time, Sarah here, was... Uh, was it the same Remax office that you're with? Yes, yeah, been with the same Remax office for six, six years now. And, that, and by the way, that office has got to be like the number one Remax in Minnesota. I mean, it's huge. It's, yes, yeah, $7 billion in volume, 23,000 units. Yep. That's our brokerage. It's not me. That'd be amazing. <laughs> um, so then I, uh, I, I was on a team for a while. My wife was running uh, large retail stores, um, was a manager for them, managing teams of 150, 200 people. But my very first showing ever was an abandoned um, for, foreclosure property that the door was kicked and we had to call the sheriff in to check it out and she was with me. So she may have, she got licensed a few years after me. That's not a normal thing in your market? No, 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 Detroit, no, I'm sorry, no. And um, then my wife joined me, um, Four years ago? Four and a half years ago, I joined Will. Um, he pushed me to join. I wasn't ready. I was like, give me six more months. And Will said, no, you get a month, and you're coming on board. And so that's what I did. How did you guys meet? Match.com. <laughs> All right. And eHarmony, but we didn't. We were matched on eHarmony, and we met on Match. Yes. So. Awesome. So six years in the business, and basically five then for you, Sarah? It's about five. It's about five. And when you started, right, like what were you working? Where is your business coming from? Tell us what that, what that lead flow or that lead system looks like. Absolutely. So um, I've had a multitude of jobs, only a very few careers in my life. And one of them was I've been in sales one way or another since 2001. My grandmother said I talked too much for anything else. And uh, I used to be the guy doing cell phones when you were walking by in the malls. Hey, what type of phone do you have? What type of phone do you have? You, you got to agree to eat, right? And I'm just telling you. And then after that, um, I did a True Green Lawn Care for six seasons. Um, I've knocked on tens of thousands of doors. I've made hundreds of thousands of cold calls. Um, so I just did the only one thing I knew what to do, and that was harass the heck out of people and stalk them until they said yes or go away. So that's... I would drive Sarah to work at 7 in the morning at, at her job. Uh, I would be in the office, the only one there. I would start calling at 8 o'clock, Facebook messaging, texting, calling, whatever it took until I went to pick her up at 4 or 5. And I did that for a year and a half, two years, just nonstop. And what, is your, what does your business look like today, for instance, in 2020? Volume, units, what was your production like? You're the numbers guy, Will. Okay. Um, we did 164 units, uh, $56 million in volume. That was a 1.4 million GCI, which is a 40% increase from 2019. Wow. Let's hear it. That's great. And we'll talk about some other stuff, but what was the biggest differences between 2019 and 2020? What, when you, what changed in your business? Or, or when you think back to two or three things, yet we added this, we subtracted that, we changed this. What are some of those things? 
No, I'll, 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 I'll get an edge in just for a moment. Um, I think we wanted it. Um, like Will said, like life wasn't necessarily <laughs> easy. But, um, sorry, I'm getting emotional. Um, I, I actually wrote a resume. <laughs> and I was going to go back to work. Because I was like, if I can get back to a salary job, we'll pull out of this. And all of, oh, I got some. Don't worry, Jeff. Um, <laughs> Want to get a tissue? Yeah, I knew it was going to happen. Uh, and I literally, in February, because I, I was so mad that Will went to this Florida trip to um, Summit, because I'm like, Will, we don't have the money for you to go. And I remember the day he called when he checked out, because the gate was open. And he's like, Sarah, I didn't have to pay for parking. Oh, thank you. And, you know, like, that's a humbling moment, right? But um, last February, I'm like, I'm going to pull out of this, and we're going to be just fine because we have each other. And I filled out a resume. I put all my stuff back on. I can be, I'm an employable person. I can make 100 grand. We'll be okay. And then I started thinking about it. And I went back to my days of retail, and I'm like, well, if I prospected and connected with my sphere and we sold houses, I could do that. Or I could work 70 hours a week schlepping boxes in the retail store and I could do that. And it was a defining moment where I was like, what the heck am I doing? Like if I just did this stuff that we know we need to do that isn't fun, that isn't like glittery, but if we just like reached out to people, we talked to people, we just got like our priorities straight, we'll be able to pull out of this. and we actually wanted it. Like it was one of those things where it was like, it was, it was the decision point and we made a decision and we went for it. And with that, it wasn't just a decision for Will and I, we also have a team. And so um, even during these hard times, like we just want to make sure like, hey, we still have each other, but what we have to focus on is our business and our team and our team's business. So would you say one of my takeaways on that, one of my big takeaways on that, was it might not be shiny, it might not be glittery. So one thing we find in this industry, and we can talk about it if you guys are comfortable talking about it, um, a lot of times agents want to chase the shiny and the glittery and the marketing and the buying leads and so forth, but it's not profitable. So would you guys agree with that statement? Did you have that experience? Yeah, I didn't um, understand what profit was until Matt um, Sutter uh, did one of these breakout sessions, and that was my aha moment. I hadn't been to that session yet when I made that video, and then I did the video and I had to call Sarah and I had to apologize, because I'm like, I don't know what our profitability is, and our profitability was in the low teens. I mean, low teens. I know what it is now. We're about 20%. We're going to 25%, and we're looking to get to that 30% mark, but... I, I didn't know those numbers. I didn't. I was like, yeah, look at me, sold $20 million, yep. and I can't pay for parking. Like, what, what, what does that matter? It doesn't by make sense. Way, by the way, most people won't, won't ever admit that, but that is probably 80% of our industry that walks around as producers today. And so, you know, number one, kudos to you guys for speaking out about that and sharing that side of it, because a lot of people get invited on stage all the time, and I'm sure Remax has had you guys on stage, or you've at least walked across, you know, with your award, and you're thinking... I got the shiny awards. Woo. Yeah, but, but it wasn't fulfilling, was it? Because you knew behind the scenes, right? You knew that there wasn't anything there. 
And I respect you guys, number one, for saying that, for recognizing it. And so when you got involved with Matt and he taught you about profit, yeah. what, what changed in your business or what did you have to do in your personal business or with your team to start making a focus on getting that number back up to into the 20s or you know, wherever, wherever you're Tracking, or something as simple as tracking, knowing exactly what your cost of sale is and your cost per sale, which are two different things. If you don't know what that is, ask. It's, it's, it, it changed my world when I figured out those two are not the same. Yep. Um, and just knowing where every cent goes um, and tracking religiously all the numbers, not just the money numbers, how many dials, how many contacts, your appointment go-to, your close rate, your fall-through rate, and, and really having that data so when we look at something, we can understand where, where we're falling through. And, and we use a very simple program called CTE. It's, it's very similar to Sisu, I think, that's out there. Yep. Um, it's, it's just an Excel document. It's like 20, 30 bucks a month. But having that up there and then being able to share that with the team as well. Because the team understands this is a for-profit business and understanding that letting them know that this is a for-profit business. Um, I one day want to have a non-for-profit business, but right now I can't. Um, We've done that. Yeah. It doesn't work yet. Yeah, no. <laughs> it's called Amazon. <laughs> no. Um, no, um, no, just tracking. So the other piece accountability around, around tracking, yeah. right? And then also like where their mindset is and our mindset because you have to be aware of how you show up to work and how you're because how I show up to work in my mindset is also how I'm going to show up to my clients and they need me at like full capacity mm -hmm. and so we really make sure every single day to do a check-in with ourselves and our team what did you do to for your mindset how did you fill your cup and how did you get things right because we're all going to have the ups and the downs but if we can like maintain our mindset yep. we're going to get through things a lot faster so that's a daily check-in yeah, and um, um, imagine that. We started that very shortly after me being here as well. Uh, 8 a.m., Monday through Friday, phone call. Uh, 8 it's 8 a.m. I know, right? Yeah, I, Kayla would stab me if I told her 7 a.m. Not going to happen. Um, but, yeah, we have that call every morning. What did you do yesterday? How are you, what do you got planned today? Did, what did you do for your mindset, skill set, treating yourself? Did you um, uh, tackle your sphere? Um, and Add people to the database. Yes, like we're asking those questions every day, and it's a, it's, it's, it is another very small thing that has had a massive impact to the tune of 400,000 GCI. Yeah, yeah, love it. Um, and so what are some of your lead generation levers, if you will, meaning where is your business coming from today? Absolutely. Um, so we, we're, still, we're still heavy on the phones. Cancels, expireds, FISBOs. Um, cancels and expireds don't really exist, but we still call them. We actually loaded the last five years of our database into our system and scrubbed out all the expired, so we're calling those. Yep. Um, There's a, a lot of sphere. Um, we tend to have quarterly, um, quarterly uh, events. Then we, uh, pre-COVID, of course, um, even post-COVID, we still had our, our yearly birthday party um, outside, had several, three, 400 people come to that. Yep. Um, but prospecting, reverse prospecting, um, so when we sell a listing, obviously we're calling everybody in the neighborhood. Hey, we know when one neighborhood goes up, one to two more happen to go up. Is that what you mean by reverse prospecting? Yeah, circle prospecting, yeah. Circle prospecting circle reverse prospecting. prospecting. Yep. 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 A lot of calls. If we buy something in an area, we call saying, hey, we just bought this. Or if we miss out on something in an area, hey, we, were, we offered $17,000 over this listing price. Would you consider selling your home for $20,000? Which, by the way, that is probably, aside from the traditional expires for sale by owners and so forth, that is probably the most popular way to get listings today that, well, when I say popular, it, it should be the number one way 
for agents. Uh, the reality is most aren't doing it. And that is, you have a buyer. Every, think about, you know, agents get mad when their buyer, get, their offer gets declined. You know, oh, I gotta show them more homes. I gotta go write another offer. No, take that as an opportunity to call that neighborhood. Right? Walk over to the neighbor's house with a PA written out with a purchase price on it, no address, and knock on their door. Yep. We literally were doing I, that. I think, too, one of the things that our team does a really great job on is you don't just call once. So we're not circle prospecting that neighborhood one time, we're circle prospecting four or five times because it does take that many contacts yep. and handwritten notes to get them to actually talk to us. Yep. But then once they do, they feel like they know us and um, like they'll follow us on social media or the, our team and then by the time we show up at their door, even though for us it's the first interaction, mm -hmm. um, for them they feel like they know us. So during those years where you weren't making a lot of money or losing money, where was it losing? Yep, where was the money? Which, by the way, I mean, I had mentioned I had lost half a million dollars a year, two years in a row, because I got heavy into marketing. Where was your money going? Where were you spending it? Um, Basically, what, what not to do? What not to do, yeah. Um, don't, do not take this the wrong way. Um, the people that I have, that are my employees right now, but do not hire the wrong person. A bad hire will cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars. Mm -hmm. um, we did have a bad hire and um, it just it wasn't, wasn't a good fit for that. Um, we weren't, I, that's the thing, man. I, if I tracked my numbers, I'd be able to tell you, it was just going away and it wasn't where it needed to be. You were just, hey, you get a call. Hey, we can Own prospect money, yeah. for buyers for you. All right, how much? Sign me up. Hey, we can, we can sell you some leads. Sign me up, right? Where that, was that where no, I, I didn't, gosh, I see, I don't have a great answer here's because. The, here's the deal. We weren't spending our money on leads, yep. but what was happening is once we got into a property, we would take care of too much. Where we really, in the last year, we learned, like, how do we, um, how are we more profitable with our business? Like, if the, if the seller needs a stager, they need to pay for the stager, but we can provide the consult. Mm -hmm. You know, we just started, like, looking at how can, because we haven't we have bought Realtor.com or Zillow in several years. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't like that, but it was just really looking at whose responsibility um, different things are. Setting, I liked, I can't remember who set it up here, but... Setting the expectations from the beginning when yeah. it's not emotional, yep. um, really just like lay like lay the groundwork because from there then it's it's really easy to have the seller know what they're responsible for and what the buyer's responsible for and then whatever we can add in is is great but we don't have to. Our value proposition was we'll pay for a lot of crap for you when it didn't have to be that. It didn't have to be that because we were doing so many things right. We weren't focusing on those. We were focusing on, oh, we'll pay for that. We'll pay for that. And it was didn't have to do that. A year ago, we were um, staging all of our properties. And we had three storage sheds with like seven living rooms and dining rooms and all the things. And I just think about it now. There's no way we could get all that done and service our clients in the right way. And be profitable. Profit. Yeah. Yes. So um, you guys are pretty active on social media. Um, you, what, what, you guys do something daily, weekly. What's this thing you guys do on social media? Uh, so um, at the beginning of COVID, we were at a, a quick story here. I, uh, we were at uh, Costco, and this is right when everything was starting. People were kind of it was it was intense, man. It was it, when you went to Costco and it was silent. Yeah, which isn't you know if you you know what I'm talking about, and we went home that day, and this was in March of last year, and we go, we have to bring some happiness into the world. We have to bring something to our hearts because it, it felt like a herd of cattle were about to stampede there. So we went home and we started something called the Happiness Half Hour, 
Um, and it was actually the time it was a happiness hour, and we did it for an hour a day for the next 21 days, almost a month straight. Every single day, we just got on social media and we just talked to people. Um, now we're down to 30 minutes a day, um, three days a week. Sometimes we do five days a week, but we've been consistently doing it um, since last March, and it, it's, it's good for us. We didn't do it with the expectation of generating business because that was not where our minds were at at that time, um, but it has significantly impacted um, to the tune of probably six million in volume. Volume from it. Yes, sir. And that's and you're going live on Facebook. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Love it. Just go live and, Will, and do what? What do you Will do? Will loves going on Facebook Live, and if you probably watched me back in March, I did not enjoy it. I was way too concerned with how I looked and how I sounded online, and then I, we just kept, he just was like, hey, we're doing it, we're doing it, and let me tell you, we talk about everything. We might talk about recipes, um, we might Stinky talk about farts. current events, <laughs> but we'll talk about inappropriate things that like really embarrass me, but they get a lot of traction, um, and uh, we play this really ridiculous song. It's raining tacos. At the beginning of our Facebook Live, and it, that song just happened by accident. But I will tell you, um, for how silly this is, uh, I can't believe how many people watch it and how many replays we get. So yeah. like, we might have like 10 to 30 people on when we go live, but yeah. by the next morning, it's been viewed about four to 500 times. Yeah. And so, um, but then people will call us and they'll just be like, hey, I saw your story about blah, blah, blah. And um, they're like, I was thinking about buying a house. Can you help me with that? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. um, but so but here's the deal. We we rarely talk about real estate. We really talk about life. Uh, we talk. Minneapolis has had a lot of things happen this year. We got on when I don't even know what to say, and I'm like, well, let's try to talk about mm-hmm. things. And um, even but typically we keep it very puppies and kittens, and yeah. you know, horrible what? dad jokes and stuff like that. Um, we don't go left. We don't go right. We don't talk about any of that. And like we also show up as ourselves. Oh, yeah. I think that's the biggest thing is like if Will's annoying me, like people know I'm annoyed. Or like if um, <laughs> it's true though. When she's mad at me, I'll do a Facebook Live because she does. It'll kind of get her less mad at me, <laughs> and it's a great tactic. She's be like, ah, I'm like, let's do a Facebook Live. Hey, everybody, William here. It's been great because it's consistent. We have the song. It's all the things, and so all of a sudden, it's like brand recognition in a way that we never expected. Well, and, and I know there's some people in the audience that are saying, yeah, but I don't have their personality. I can never do that. I, it's embarrassing or whatever. You have to understand that. Part of the reason why that's also successful, aside from obviously you guys are a big part of it, is, and I've been saying this to audiences for, for probably the last two, three years, and, and it's great to see people do more of it. There's nothing else you can do on Facebook that's more effective at staying in front of your sphere of influence because Facebook is a database, right? You have to think of your pa- Facebook personal profile as a database. There's nothing more effective that you can do to that group than going live. Nothing more effective than that. Why is that? Because every single person gets a notification every time you go live. You could make the most amazing post in the world with the greatest graphic and type out all this wonderful copy and you get seven likes, one or two comments, but you go live and you get views. Yes, don't be afraid if only a few people are watching it at that time. That's not why you're doing the live. You're doing the live for later because it's gonna get the views. People are kinda like afraid, oh, I don't wanna click on the live, then they're gonna see that I'm watching, and then they're gonna wanna talk to me, and they might ask me a question. We will. will. You will, yes, exactly. (laughs) So people won't watch it live, but they'll watch it later. And then, by the way, if you're making a live video 
relating to real estate or if you're doing one that's real estate related, as soon as you're done, you pull up your laptop, you go to the, you go to the video, you click on it, top three, three buttons on the right-hand corner, you click that button, it says download video, you download video and you send it out to your database which is the exact reason why you should never say, say things when you're making videos like, oh, let's wait till everyone gets on. Hey, Facebook land, no, 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 no. Neutral, you're just doing a video. You're not, you're not using the platform for the purpose of the live, you're using the platform for the purpose of the notification. And then you now have a video that you can download and send out to your database. That video that you guys uh, showed a good portion of it over there is, uh, I, I do them all from my phone and I save them all to my videos. So when you said, hey, do you happen to have that video? And I'm like, yeah. I got them all, because I like me. So <laughs> I love my own videos. I think I'm hilarious. I'll take all the pity laughs you guys have. It's great. <laughs> all right, so 2021 and beyond. What's the goal for this year? Volume, units, what's the goal? Um, 325 units, 100 million volume. 100 million volume, 325 units. Yep, that is the goal, and I, I, that, that, is, that is we're shooting for the moon, because if we miss, we're going to hit the goal. stars. That's, Absolutely. That's a stretch goal. And so what, what is one thing that you're doing differently this year that you didn't do last year that's going to help you get there? Hmm. Well, we're not in survival mode, so that's huge. Um, I would say we have trackable goals. And without knowing our goal, how are we going to get there? So it's that whole map. And like, are we meeting our targets? If we're not meeting our targets, what do we need to do differently? How do we need to train? Yep. How do we need to refocus the team? How do we need to refocus ourselves? Um, so that's been huge. And honestly, like having Matt Sutter as a coach, I'm gonna do a plug. Um, because I told Will last January when he was here, I'm like, we can't afford a coach. What are you doing signing up for coaching? Um, but Matt Sutter was someone that Will could connect with that taught him, has taught him business. And I think that is so important to remember that we're not just in this for our commission check, we're in this for a business. And we need to run it like a business. And you need to get someone in your life, if it's a Matt Sutter or whoever it is, but you need to get someone in your life that you trust, you know, like, and trust to be your mentor. And share the very uncomfortable, very uncomfortable um, truths with that person. Yep. That's what accountability is all about. Yeah, it sucks. All right, let's hear it for him. Thank you guys. Nice job. Thank you. Thank you for taking your time to join Jeff today on the Live Unreal with Glover U podcast. To get started on having an unreal business, take the real estate self-assessment. After you complete the assessment, a member of Glover U will get on a call with you to create an action plan to improve your score. Go to www.gloveru.com self. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe. Search for Live Unreal with Glover U on iTunes, Podbean, or Spotify, and subscribe today. Until next time.